The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. I've been doing so many people's shows that I really thought I was on somebody, somebody else fucking shoulders now. Uh, but uh, I really did. I was like, you gonna fucking talk about it? Uh, <laughs> and me, of all people, too. <laughs> right. I was, I really thought I've, I've been doing so many other people's shows the last couple of weeks. Uh, but welcome to uh, the Artist Exchange Radio Show. I'm your host, Nate. Uh, and we're here on this Friday with two late individuals, uh, <laughs> Blue Waters uh, and Marnie. Marnie's been showing this stuff lately because he got his nice cool Marley braids in. So he, um, his Marley locks. Uh, so uh, maybe he'll, he'll showcase his, uh, his face today. And then maybe a little bit later on, we may have the appearance from Miss Sharon Nixon of Baltimore Fashion Week. Speaking of Baltimore Fashion Week, have you gotten your ticket yet? Uh, August the 15th, I will be debuting for my first time as a designer at Baltimore Fashion Week, um, doing the off the, off the rack portion um, and possibly next year, I've been invited back to come back next year to do a full, a full line. So I'll be um, utilizing this sewing machine and I'm gonna have to give me a couple of slave laborers because this shit is hard work. Um, I'm tired of shit. Um, I haven't been getting to bed to 3.30, 5 o'clock every morning. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know how this will work for the next two weeks. Uh, it, my show debuts on the 15th. That's a Monday. Get your tickets. Go to my pages, Instagram, Facebook, either the Artist Exchange or Vest Shop Blue Jewelry. Monty may play it, you know, during the show, one of my videos during the show advertising it but you can go to the fashionumbrella.org or if you go to the page my QR code is up and you can flash that and go get your tickets uh the tickets are 4015 the 15 represents the 15 year years of Baltimore Fashion Week I just found that out yesterday um I also went past the space uh, we're going to be at uh, Baltimore Center Stage down on Calvin Street um, for the space. If you look at my Instagram page, you'll be able to see a little behind the scenes. And we went and walked the space yesterday. Um, and it's going to be great. I picked my song, uh, Blue. I think you'll really like it. What's the song? I can't tell. You got to come and see it. You got to come and see it. You got to come and see it. I'm going to get my cans of tomatoes ready because if y'all try it, I know that I just we get the no, family. It's, it's, a, it's a familiar, it's to you, it will be a familiar song. I'm just going to say um, it's one of my favorite fashion movies. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Mm. Mm. Two, one, two. 
No, that's your favorite one. <laughs> that's your favorite one. No, but I've been, I've been, um, one, I've been going through DJs. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as an artist, you have to really focus on what your customer's asking you for, but you can't focus so much that you lose your creativity. And I, I had a lot of, uh, a couple different ones. Um, and I may have to talk to you about um, mixing the songs. I, I have two of the songs that I want to do and I want to mm -hmm. mix them together. So maybe you can point me in a direction of somebody that can help me. I do know a couple of DJs. Okay. Yeah, I do. One of them, I, I, one of them is one of my personal favorites. So I, I, I may let you. I may let you borrow him. I might, because well, I know how. I know who you people are. You people. Who are you people? You people. I've been very. I'm very. I'm one of the most professional people you know. Most I, well, I didn't say I never said you were unprofessional. I just I said I know how you people are. <laughs> that sounds very pointed, sir. Very pointed. But like that voice that you hear, that big baritone voice that you hear, the very was it, it was it that big oh. baritone voice that you hear in the background is that of formerly host of and soon to be returning host of cocktail social Mr. I was about to say I've never you said formally like I was like I, I mean like, but it it has been over a year let's just okay. so first of all a year and a half let's just be honest with ourselves so first of all I would like to welcome everyone to the cocktail social I am your host Blue Waters and that is my co-host <laughs> I mean, if you ever come back, I don't mind being a co-host. So um, <laughs> with all that was going on, first of all, that pandemic took everybody out. It was beating on people's pockets. And now that they got um, COVID, monkeypox, and um, other stuff floating around in the air, I'm just going to go ahead on and find me a nice little cave tucked away someplace. And we're going to set it up where we. I just broadcast from the cave or something like that. But I can't afford to be walking around with people with bumps and shit all over them. So that's just... And as somebody who got chicken pops uh, really bad, and I was out of school for over a month, um, I'm here to tell you, baby, um, it ain't what it's cracked up to be. Not... And I had chicken pops too. And I never had... I mean, it's... Uh, from what I'm hearing, it's very similar to chicken pox. There's just more, you know, more... Just more. Uh, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It was, I wasn't as uncomfortable as most people say they were. And I was really like young. I said, I it's, think, it's super chicken pox. Yeah. It's it super chicken pox. The bumps are so much bigger. Yeah. Chicken pox was, chicken pox was uncomfortable for me. And yeah. so, and my thing is, is that I, I don't even like, I don't like mosquito bumps. First of all, I'm allergic to mosquito bites. So I don't yeah. like bumps of any kind. Yeah. And no, no bumps, razor bumps, um, herpy bumps, um, contusion bumps. I don't like any kind of bumps. Keep your bumps and stuff to yourself. So. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, I didn't get, I wasn't as irritated, but what did happen to me as a result of having chicken pox, my skin changed completely. Um, just the dryness I got, I used to have really healthy skin and chicken pox like absorbed every nutrient out of my skin. <laughs> But it, um, it, I don't wish that on anybody. And 
uh, I, I had a couple of students that had some kind of, you know, thing towards me this summer because I, I'm not a hugging person anyway, but I normally give passes to certain people, especially my students. But um, yeah, we're not doing that. Because I don't know, you know, chicken pox, you could just rub elbows, bitch, and your body is full of bumps. So I'm not. That and shingles and, oh, no, I just. Yeah, I don't wish like shingles on anybody, but I think shingles is at the top, then monkey pox, then chicken pox. No, honestly, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I think shingles to be in comparison to chicken pox, other than a neuropathy, I think is, I think. Chicken pox and monkey pox are probably worse, in my opinion, in terms of discomfort. Okay. Well, yeah, so. because it's more, you know, shingles is more of just a, a surface rash, which well, chicken pox is more like a sore that festers. Well, it, it depends. It depends. So it's it's kind of like it, it, it um like a it, rash almost. Yeah, it comes, it's kind of like where the chicken pox virus is located in your body in terms mm -hmm. of where the nerve endings are. So it shows up there. So wherever it is. But it looks what it looks like is more like hives, though. It doesn't yeah, come it does. across like the bumps, the pus bumps. But you can get contact dermatitis. So it's like even if you when you scratch it, you spread it. Yeah. That's the only thing about it that is crazy. But that's with all of them though. I'm, but that's, the, that's, that's why I say I didn't really do as bad with chicken pox because I didn't really, I'm, I was good at not scratching. So the only places I have it like is in my T-zone that you can even tell that I had chicken pox because I didn't get any like other scars and stuff on my body like some of my friends did. Some of my friends, they still have the scars because it, yeah. and I, I think, um, yeah, I gave it to most of my class because I was the first person to get it. But yeah, I was. I didn't. I don't think I spread them, but I know that I was definitely an itcher. I scratched on anything and everything that I could get my body across a tree. I would be rubbing on that. <laughs> the the banister sliding down the steps, scooting across the floor. I was doing everything. I had to. Oh, it was a horrible feeling, and I don't like the itch at all. At well, all. My, well, I, my mother kept the. Um, luckily, it was warm weather. But she kept the AC on, so I didn't I didn't sweat as much. And perspiration mm -hmm. sets off the itching thing. So if you're not sweating, then like I basically sit under AC for a whole month, and it was nice and cool. So I didn't really get irritated as much. My mom was smart. My mom had me out there dipping me inside. Um, she oatmeal was making baths. And, yeah, yeah. I took a couple oatmeal baths. Um, but I really like I didn't get it. Like she, like I had to wear the mittens for when I first got it, cause mm -hmm. she didn't. And it's really when the the little bumps come. That's when you start spreading it. So it's it's safe to just keep your hands covered so you're not scratching. And you know, and after you get past the initial phase of it, it's not. It's just the scabbing over. You're waiting for it to scab right. over. But enough of that nasty ass talk, because uh, that is disgusting to me. Uh, no monkey pops. Come on, y'all. Let's just keep your distance, though. Keep your distance. Keep your hygiene. You know, keep your nails cut, clothes. All those things play a factor in, you know, these types of contact illnesses. Like this. Keep your distance, please.
Well, I think because of the type of virus it is, it's similar to, to I believe it's similar to chickenpox. I think that a lot, you're going to see an influx of individuals getting it because it's a communicable disease. So it's like when you have a large population of individuals first, you can't yeah. discern, you can't tell because the symptoms will it looks similar to something else. So you yeah. may think that you have the flu. You may actually think that you have COVID, and then mm. you find out that you actually. You know, and then you may start, then the bumps will start to show up. So I think those are the secondary traits. I don't think those are the initial um, symptoms mm -hmm. of monkeypox. So that's the, the biggest, biggest issue is that right. many people may not know or be or will be aware that this is what they've been infected with. You because know, it, so. it looks really normal to maybe, uh, uh, you know, if you get allergies and you, you have really bad allergies or skin, dry skin. So it's, it's very similar to those on the onset is when it's left untreated that it becomes something much worse. Because um, mm -hmm. I just got my first COVID scare um, it, throughout this whole thing. Now, I got tested because I was doing other projects and I had to get tested as a preventative method. But this was the first time that I was called to say, you need to go get a, a rapid test. And right. it was early in the morning and I was getting ready for work. And it really, um, I was sitting there just looking at the damn test thing. I, I, it took me like five times to read all the directions and 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 all that to even administer it. And I was so nervous that I did it wrong because you mm -hmm. got to keep it still and keep it level. And I was, I messed the first one up because I tried to put the swab through it and it flipped over. Mm. Just keep your distance, people. And it's still real. It's still real. Anytime well, you, you, like you say proximity to other people, it's still possible to get it. I think, I think with any of these viruses, the difficulty with it is, is that in order you have to, you got to survive. So you have to go to work. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you can't, you know, they open the world back up. And so that means that people are going to, especially, I, I, I'm against into my, um, a big shout out to all of my healthcare workers, all of those individuals and, you know, feel that they have to interact with uh, people and they are unable to do it from home. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I take my hats off to you because you're in constant contact with individuals that may not be aware that they even have it because some people are asymptomatic. So they may not even show any signs or symptoms that they have any of the things. And so, you know, it, I, I take my hats off to you. I wish that they would actually uh, financially accommodate those individuals because they put them their lives and their families' lives at risk all the time um, when they go to work. You know, doctors, nurses, the janitors, the you know the security, all of those individuals that work at you know the hospitals or treatment facilities or any place with schools. You know, um, I take my hands off to those individuals because, you know, they're putting their, their lives at risk to serve others. So, you know, um, just be careful. And as far as that mask and stuff is concerned, that's bullshit, you know, because the reality is, is that you can have a mask on, but if you touch something, you touch a door handle, you, you know, you start handling items and things, it's still, mm -hmm. the virus will still be alive. So you still can contract, you know. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it. And I, I'm really frustrated with the individuals that are still against everything. Like you said, the mask help, but if you're not practicing good hand washing and you're not protecting yourself after you touched all these surfaces, 
it's still possible. But I, I do want to say, you know, if you have any healthcare uh, workers in terms of family members and friends, just reach out to them because a lot of them have been, you know, working throughout all of this, those essential employees, and without really a lot of protective measures outside of this, a few procedures. Um, and a lot of them are getting sick. My sister was one of them and she didn't get COVID, but she's re her body's reacting to the stress buildup. Um, and of course my sister, like myself, we don't really share a lot of what we go through, but it's starting to you know, manifest itself in other illnesses um, right. that's just coming out of the blue. So if you know anybody and you can help them say babysit for them for a night or something you know you know give them a giveaway or something go away or something but um well, you can have a cocktail offer them a cocktail that's what you do offer them a cocktail and just say look take a load off pour them a, you know run them a hot bath add some um uh, essential oils to it turn down the lights Give them a moment, cook them a meal. That's what you do. Show them that you appreciate them for all the things that they do. I know I appreciate it. I have my cocktail right here. He'll turn any moment into a drunk hooker moment. This any 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 opportunity he gets. But let's start the show. So today I have a couple hot topics that I wanted to step on a little bit um, and talk about. Um, one is P Valley. And I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers because I know some people are, you know, haven't really watched it yet. But we're going to talk about a lot of topics, a couple of the topics, mainly this whole um, heterosexual versus gay sexual uh, fight that's going on. Also, um, I wanted to also touch a little bit on Marilyn Mosby here in Baltimore, our state attorney, former state attorney who has done a, an incredible job, in my opinion, um, and she lost her uh, Democratic uh, election. Um, also, I wanted to touch a little bit on Will Smith. We actually have a clip um, that we're gonna play from him. He's given his official, um, uh, I wonder, it wasn't an announcement, but apology to Chris Rock. Um, and I think from this one, because as as minus anybody else speculating, he said it in his own words, his own way, um, and it really was, in my opinion, very heartfelt. Um, and it was in great. I I like the fact that he took the time to do it versus trying to get it right out uh, afterwards. Um, he didn't give a lot of excuses. He stated what it was, where he's at. He. Um, also apologized to Chris Rock's family, um, his family. He um, killed a lot of the speculation that, you know, the evil Jada Pinkett Smith is the cause of all of this. Um, and he took his, his accountability and he extended that olive branch. And it's surprising, you know, a part of his message was um, how Chris Rock's team responded to him that he's not ready to talk yet. Um, and that's understandable. You just got shit got slapped out of you and you trying to milk it for everything you don't want to milk it for. So, you know, all that. But is it, can we queue up that? He is, you know, he milking this because he's talking about, he's talking around it on every other interview show that he's doing, but you can't go to the source 
and have the conversation with it. Um, but hey, who am I? Well, I mean, if somebody slapped the shit out you on national television, would you be ready to talk after a few months? I'm a different person. So I would have had the conversation as soon as possible. I wouldn't have waited um, on the side of Chris Rock. I wouldn't have waited this long to, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with approaching someone or uh, what is that conflict? Um, I forgot the word. I don't have a problem with, um, approaching someone. I can't remember the term, but I don't have a problem with that. So I would have said something. We would have talked that night. We would have conflict, conflict resolution. I would probably, no, yeah, I would, I would try, I would probably, me personally, I would have a problem with forgiving. The, the conflict. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would have a problem with forgiving. I would be, I mean, because you don't, me personally, um, I think that one, it shouldn't have happened. I don't give a fuck how bad, how upset you are. That doesn't give a justification for you to do that. That right there, that, I mean, now, honestly, if you had a problem, I probably would have respected it more if they were like, you know what, after the show, they squared up our bag and they started, but for me, it was, you, See, you know, a fighting Negro, though. That's your issue. He's a fighting Negro. These are two peaceful individuals. Have, the show would not have, let me tell you, the show would have gone a completely different and instead of being like, oh, Lord, go to black. <laughs> you know, my, I, I kind of feel like this, though. Like he said in the, in the apology. You want to play the well, apology first? Can we listen to the apology? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. Blue just like to fight his Negro ass. He just want to have a brawl. So he going to make the problem worse <laughs> instead of better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> no, thank you. When I saw that pop up on the screen, I stopped what mm -hmm. I was going to watch it because it was crazy. I literally just watched it this morning. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So just it just the apology just happened today. I don't. I think it was posted this morning. Okay. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris um, and the, mes the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you, uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did and you know that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize and you know I wasn't thinking but how many people got hurt in that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man, um, and uh, this, this is this is probably irreparable. Um, I spent the last three months 
um, replaying and understanding the nuances and, and the complexities of what happened in, in that moment. Um, and I'm not gonna try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. It, it, um, and I am not an outwardly emotional person. I, mm -hmm. I store a lot of those emotions. And it's sad that we are in a generation where having to publicly on your platforms apologize for being human and doing wrong is its requirements. And I, because nobody, even, even what I'm doing or what we're doing right now on this platform is not justified right now. Because clearly you have two uh, historically peaceful individuals that are going through something that we all had to go through at some point in time privately. It's just now because of who they are and because of the platform that it unfolded on, we're here. But it really, like in the moment of it, I was still choked up when I sent that video clip to Monty to be able to play today because it just, we're not even allowed to be, or certain people aren't allowed to be human anymore. And we go through these, these waves of selective outrage when someone shows a human quality, not justifying it happening, but it is possible that somebody snaps. It's mm -hmm. possible. But we don't I, give people that, that open doors. Go ahead. I don't think that it's so much about it snapping. You know, I think that you're absolutely right that that people are human. That we are, we're going to be. We're not always going to make the appropriate decisions, and we're not going to always um, um, think through our responses. We're not going to always, you know, have that moment. I I think what happened, but on the flip side, you have to understand that um, it, it's human for you to it for it to take a moment for you to actually say, I want to forgive you, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I think that, that you have to, you can't say, well, just because I had a moment where I wouldn't, I, I, my, I, I mentally broke and I was in duress and I just had this, you know, I lashed out that you automatically have to forgive me because I, I was- But I don't, I don't think that that's what's, what he is, in my opinion, I don't think that's what but he's so, asking for. So, but so even if you get to the forgiveness, it's so many opinions that go in between these two individuals. Well, I think the reason why is, is because we're in a social media platform where everyone's opinion now is out there. They can post their opinions. They can say how they personally feel about things. And I think that for, if for that, that, that moment triggered so many responses because it was First of all, it it happened in a in a space where you would never have thought that that would happen from this from that individual to that individual. You know, you never would have thought that. Oh, damn! Out of nowhere, and it was so shocking because individuals there didn't even realize that it was 
real. They were actually, well, is that a part of the show? Because a lot of their responses were like, well, I, at first I thought it was a part of the show. You know, it wasn't until much later that you it was processed. No, this was a real assault, you know. But then we live in an era where we're trying to get individuals to understand or to try to understand that they don't have to respond with physical um, um, a, a physical response when they are angry. You know, we're seeing a lot of that where people feel some kind of way about something and their response is, I have to do, I have to attack you physically. I have to do something to harm you physically. We're in this era where that, that's becoming normal. And so when you see this play out with these two individuals, you say, oh my goodness, yeah, these are humans. They, they I mean, well, he clearly he's had a lot of stuff going on in his relationship with his family and his private life that he may not have been addressing. But the fact of the matter is, is that you got to look at Chris Rock. You know, we don't know what he's been going on with his in his private life with his family. And clearly, that well, was some- when, when you say that, that's when I call bullshit, though, because he's been going around the country talking about it. Who? Um, um, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Right. right. And every comedy show and everyone he starts his comedy shows off with talking about that situation. And so it's, it's, when... it's weird. It's but it's weird because he said one of the things that um he said Will Smith said in an apology was he was really close to the brother. I didn't hear him say I was really close to Chris. He was, I heard he was really he was close, really to, close uh, to Tony Rock. And I'm sure they had because they had, when I, when this happened, people was googling all the photos of the, those two individually with Jada Pinkett had together. So and my my whole point was the the way people outside of the two of them magnified it. All of the comedians they have been saying some really cruel things, not even about Will, but about Jada, about their family. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a comedian and you want to back another comedian. Like, there's some awful things that this, the brother threatening to beat him up. Now, you just close with this right. person. Violence on top you of violence. Have been on the top person, of violence. On top of you violence. Could, right, he could have been the person to bring them two together privately instead of you the jumping thing about on the it is, I think that. I think that that's, you're, you're looking at it from, I think that's a wonderful way that, you know, and kumbaya and all that other stuff. But someone attacks someone that's in your family. I know me personally. If someone was to go up and slap the shit out of my sister, it's not going to be a conversation. I'm going to beat the shit out of somebody. And that's just right, the way but, it's but you But are you speaking of in that moment, though? We're talking okay. about now months later. Right. I think that, it's still going I think, I think, I, well, I think that that's when, we're not looking at the fact that for Chris Rock, you know, he just got, first of all, he's never going to ever be able to live that down because he got slapped, open hand slapped on national on national TV. Right, but in the, in the mission of everybody talking about showing a different side to this, wouldn't them coming together to make up be a different side to this? Well, it wouldn't be, different? but I think that with, with that, with, with, what people are doing is giving Will a pass for his behavior. And no, I, say, I don't think people are doing that at all. I think the exact uh, opposite is happening. No, I don't think Will should get a pass. I don't think that you can just say, I'm sorry for doing that. I slipped up. And then I should say, oh, you know what? I should apologize to you. No. No, or, but I don't think, I, I don't think he's... Apology. Well, I should feel like he's about that. But, it, but in, even in this small statement, it does not look like Will is trying to find a way out of this. It's just, or I know I messed it. up. 
Just we like what know you're saying, Nate, or he would have waited until he did have that opportunity to talk to Chris first. He put this out before he even had the chance to do that. Yeah. I don't know if this is about this was about waiting or waiting for Chris Rock to acknowledge it. He had to do this. Because people, and what I see is people, there are a lot of people that still love Will Smith. I'm one of them. And I don't want to see his career. Eliminated no, it didn't. But this, and, and then now you're finding it. out that this didn't even affect his career because he just got offered a $35 million contract. Yeah, but because so there, there are people who still who who understood I'm what he's happened. About that. He's, I, I don't think that I don't think it will take away he from will, Bill but, a good but artist. I don't will. think it'll take away from his his talent. He will just, though. But what about hmm? his wife? What about, what about his family? Because people did him? not. People didn't go off on him directly. They went right to Jada. I mean, people say some very unhealthy things, like very unhealthy. She's been she's been a public bitch, like literally out their mouths. So see, that's the bitch. thing. I think that you're, you're not taking into consideration all of the stuff that has transpired before this happened. Why? What transpired? Well, Are having uh, a red table talk? That that's no. what transpired. No, the whole no, it, it, the whole affair with August Alcina, the whole situation. But the fact is, is that there is information. They have a, a narrative about Will and Jada that happened that is prior to this you whole put, incident, and that's the problem right there. They, when you say that word, they, they have right. the narrative, meaning the public has a narrative exactly. on someone else's marriage exactly. that they were not involved in the marriage vows, right? But the the, the, the thing is, is that you can, when you are when you are a celebrity, you are putting every all of your business out there. No, no that's, that's not necessarily people, true. That's not no. true. No, what other I'm saying people. is for them. No, really, you're under scrutiny, even if you don't want to be. You may be under scrutiny because that's the. the I mean, you do, you chose to be in the public eye, but it's still not for you to consume and then to make it a remark about. Because if yeah. your life ain't perfect, you shouldn't be remarking on nobody else's life. I mean, but that's in a perfect Especially world. When you ain't got no husband. Yeah, but that's wonderful. That's a that is a wonderful mindset. Unfortunately, with social media and everything, where everyone can blast an opinion. Oh about yeah, I, you know, I'm not talking about social media. I'm just talking about people and their identities of themselves in the first place. When you ain't got no husband, let's not comment on my marriage because you can't even what? find one. And it, but it, it was you know, and it, I understand <laughs> what the bigger what the bigger image was. It was between Will and Chris Rock. And it probably went deeper than that because they probably already been, and I'm not gonna speculate because I'm doing what I say people should not be doing. But what I'm what I noticed, the backlash, it went straight in the same mouth. I saw all women podcasts. I saw women who typically are all for women and embracing us and eliminating anything that will separate, go after Jada as if she snapped her fingers and said, get him, Will. But like, on, no, but I'm gonna say this. Like, Hold on, that's you're only looking at. There was just as many individuals that was supportive of what he did. There was just as many people that was like, you know what? Yeah, he but it wasn't it. even if they was in support. It wasn't like that bitch Chris Rock. If that no, that baggy ass Chris no, Rock. No, it wasn't no, none of no, that. It, there was a lot of narrative that was like he got what he deserved. There was a lot of that was just as yeah, much. But it wasn't. They didn't attack his wife. They didn't attack his family. They didn't attack any of those people. No, they just attacked him. They saw they what right. they said was the person involved in it. The person involved in it. 
But the fact is, is that, so for me, this is what it is. They had history, apparently, and my thing is, is that with Chris Rock, for those individuals that said he got what he deserved, it was like, you, know, you kept joking about this isn't the first time you did something, and it gets old, and this is what you deserve. So, no, they might not have said, well, that. you know, but the difference is, is that Will and Jada, their relationship, their family has been under, under public scrutiny for years. So has Chris died. Rock. Chris Rock is known for cheating on his wife. They didn't bring his wife into it. But uh, the difference is, is that they, he doesn't, okay, the, his approach to it, their approach to it is completely different. Chris Rock isn't as, first of all, Chris Rock isn't, to me, as relevant as Will Smith and Jada Smith. So I don't I, think I, they, I agree with that. So, so no one cares whether or not Chris Rock is cheating on his wife because to me, they were like, you know what? Even as a comedian, he, to me, isn't, like one of those top tier comedians, I think this puts him in that position because of the experience that mm -hmm. came. But right. I don't think that when you so, talk about relevancy, hmm? blue because we, we uh, me and Nate have already talked about this until we, we blew in the face. But <laughs> um, but the question to you is, um, do you what is the part of what Will Smith that was the wrong part? Right. What? What you mean? Inside of the slap, going up to the slap, what was what was the wrong part of, of 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 the action? Was it just the slap itself, or was it the narrative behind the slap? I think I think for me, I think I think he had an opportunity to process. After you talking about now with with this part with this apology, now he's had a chance to process or that he didn't have a chance to process and that's why the slap came before him, him having a conversation with Chris Rock? No, I think that the reason, uh, for me, the way that it's just the appearance of it all, I think that in the beginning, I don't think that he was, that was, it wasn't like, you know, just the way that it appeared, the way that that transpired. I think that he didn't have to do that. I think that there was a moment where he was like, you know what, I don't have to do this. I can sit this one out. But he chose to go do that. But I and, and I think the opposite. I wonder if he wanted to do that, had the notion to do it, then did it, and thought it was going to be a different reaction. No, I think it. I and, think I, what and I really, I really see it even outside of those two things. I don't think he was thinking at all. I mm -hmm. think sometimes. But that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He didn't know he, that he was going to do it. It was just a reaction, and then, but he right. thought he. When he did it, so, when he sat so back down, is, he thought he was going to get a different reaction from because the Because I don't think because he I realized where he was in that moment. I don't think I, he realized I, until after where he was. And not giving him any excuses, but I've been in situations where not on public TV with billions of people watching, but I've had moments where I've clicked and I've gone the fuck off on somebody. I didn't care. I thought it was a defensive act. I thought it was a defensive act of his wife. And, and period. That's what I thought. It, I don't. And, and, I, no, and, and, and I thought that. Speculating, I, thought, I don't even think it was that. Go ahead, Blue. I don't think it was. I think that for me, that was it. Was just audacious. It was arrogant, and I think he did that because he felt that he could do that. And I think that I, I and I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know. Who I think that, that self, who will put that much on the line in a moment yeah. like that. And but the fact that we go, and, and, I, and I'm not just directed towards you is a. You've never seen him do something like this. But yeah, we, 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 we get into this. You know, you don't, you don't know what he's 
So this is the thing. We don't. don't that's know, my, that was my don't point. Know we don't know. Like, no, but my thing is, is that even with Will Smith, the whole, even when he was with Fresh Prince of Ballet, there is a narrative about him that there is, there is a narrative that precedes this, this event. And I think that what happens is, is that when, the, when you see it come and play out in front of you, you say, oh, that shit. That he hits people, though? Is that the narrative? Uh, that he hits right. people? That he's an asshole and that he's arrogant? And then he's an but asshole. It was one word anybody that's about their business arrogant. Wait, it, it was one word that you used. It was you said arrogant. You said um, narrative. You said narrative. That's something that outside people create. That's not something that's coming from you. And I think some of the people that do like ten toes down support him. They read his book. So a lot of these things that you're speaking about was unfolded in the book, and it has a it has a, a start time to it. You know, his so relationship with his I'm, no I'm, I'm talking about the narrative from the individuals that work with him. It's that not one about, person. That one uh, person that worked with him. That one person? It was not just one person. About all this. That's what she, the, the that was the one. one person. Nobody else has said anything negative about him other than his ex-wife. But she didn't say arrogant. She said he was too focused on his work. Jada said the same thing. I haven't heard bounds. And that's what I said. That's where that arrogance thing comes from. Anybody that's so focused and worried about how they're going to be perceived in their work is going to be called arrogant. Mm -hmm. And I I cannot give everything you said, though. I I get it. But it's the the word narrative. Narrative is something that people who don't have all the information create. And fill in the, the missing pieces and create a narrative. That's that word. You create a narrative based off of your experiences, and I think that people's interactions with him help them formulate their narrative of him. No, they may not go home with him at night, but the reality is, is that people base their interactions off of what they're dealing with in the here and now. They're not going to take into consideration what you're dealing with when you're at home, which is why a lot of times people need to get the backstories. It's unfortunate that he may have had read all of I mean, but the, it, it, you're not going to read his book when you're on. Uh, nobody's thinking about, oh, yeah, it's his book. That's what's the, um, the reason why he slapped the shit out of this man was because. No, I'm not some... saying read. You just said they need to get the back story. I said read the book. No, I because said, in, I... in me reading the book, that moment made so much sense to me as somebody who read the book before that happened. And the problem no, is a lot not... of these people who are adding to the narrative that's being created by the same people who don't have all the information and who would never read this book. Just you because you had a fucked up situation doesn't justify you going up it the doesn't. steps. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't, I don't not, take that away from, I don't take that away, his no. responsibility away from him at all. And all I don't I'm think that Chris, is, and I think that if Chris Rocks decides that he wants to capitalize off of it, that's his prerogative. You no, know, it is. And it is. and But that's why I said that, because ever since the slap happened, even the day after, his next well, comedy I, performance was about, you know, he had a lot of material about the slap, which right. is fine. That's your prerogative. You are the victim in that slap. Yes. Say nothing against that. But if somebody does reach out to you, I don't know if it's okay for you to slap the hand away to say, I'm yes. not ready. Yes. 
you don't, I think the, the, the narrative, I think people need to understand is, is that when you burn bridges, you don't have to say, I have to come to the, I have to help you rebuild a relationship. I didn't burn And I don't bridge. think that was the intent. I don't think that no. it was even the intent, but it, it, I don't know if it was okay for you not to hear me out though either. Me, not no, you, no, no, no. What, what Monty is saying, the idea that you are talking about this around the country, yes, and he's about to team up with uh Kevin Hart and they're about to do a joint uh comedy show together. So, you what know, I'm saying, talking is about this to everybody, but and that's my individual issue with people yeah. in general, and I've had that issue. You're willing to talk about this to millions of people, except for that one person. Because but he doesn't you have want to, to. Keep playing the victim card. But no, he's he not willing he to. Was. But nobody said they have to go back to where they were. But no. you're willing to talk about this to every single body and help that narrative. So for me, I look at this as you don't you don't want to be the person that cuts Will's career off, but you will in the background pull some levers so your audiences, so your friends. The fact that the fact that what's her name, the comedian Wanda Sykes, she called Will Smith a vile individual, and I was like, he slapped this man one time, and now he's a vile. In so my thing to you, my thing, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but if someone came up, look, my thing is, if someone walked up to you right now and slapped the shit out you, what would your response be? I'm gonna slap the shit out of them. Why? Because you just slapped the shit out of them. Oh, so uh, you ain't gonna think about the fact that this man is hungry and you over there drinking a cup of soda and shit like that? You sitting uh -huh. there? No. I'm tomorrow, not. I mean, tomorrow, if he brings After the that fact, oh, bitch, you was thirsty, then you're thirsty and that. laying on the ground. So my thing is, is that right. this man didn't. So, in, so when you wake up tomorrow, we're when thinking you wake up about, tomorrow and get explanation, I'm thinking, I'll think about, I'm thinking about this. Chris Rock's response to his is his way of getting his revenge. And that's fine. That's, that's fine it. to me. That, but so just understand, this because, and this is real-life application. For me, it's real-life application. <laughs> so you also have to understand that what you're doing is further deepening the problem. So now you're, you're equally as responsible for this blowing up. You're no longer no, just the because the, the person that was the person that's responsible for even being here is Will Smith. No, we're it's, talking it's, about it's the actually, timing. It was a the timing of when somebody should accept an apology. That's what we're talking about right now. The I know we're talking. When somebody should accept an apology. I don't think it's. I think it's when the person is ready to accept the apology. And I agree and I with that. that. And and I, I think that, that Chris. I think that Chris Rock is in the position. What, that's what I'm getting at, though. Since we're talking, that's, that's why I said it's about the timing of when somebody should accept your apology. But it wasn't even about accepting the apology. It was about the apology being offered. You don't have don't to accept, have to accept it. it. You don't and, have and to what, accept but it. What he said but you was, could have listened. What right, was no, but listening not, but, but Marty, I don't even, if he was, if when he's ready to accept an apology, if that's a year from now, that's fine. But my issue is, you my, then go no, here's what I was saying though, Nick. Before you even say that part, before you even say that part, here's what I'm saying: the uh, the apology could have been offered. You don't have to accept it. They could have even ended the phone call at that moment. Like, I just wanted to extend my apology. You don't have to accept it right now. I understand that you're not ready, but I just wanted to put that in your ear. Give me a call when you're ready. And to that's call. that's how it sounded from what he said in that apology. But see, now that's I how it sounded like he did it. 
if I was Will, and now that I've done this video, the issue's dead to me. I don't want to talk to you about it. it well, and he has that right. He could do that. He could say, okay. But it was a, have, I'm saying on Chris Rock's part, it was a missed opportunity. I, yeah, it may have been, but I think that I don't, I think people aren't taking into consideration where he is sitting with this. You know, the really, make it, right. it money every night. I mean, but that, but where he made that may be and his way. That Kevin Hart show to laugh about it some more. But it's some people really affecting it. him. I, I really mean, don't again, believe it is. I do. I, I think that. Is. I think that a lot of times. I think because you may see him laughing about it, you're not taking into consideration that that may be his way of processing the shame, the embarrassment, or the fact, or all of the feelings that may be underlying that. I think that just because he's making a joke about it, you have to understand. Comedians exactly. make a joke up. They make so a good. lot of jokes about some of the stuff that is. We so, would look so, at you like so that's fucked up. What hmm? my issue is, we're willing to see that. But we're not willing to see that Will Smith in his apology said he feel like he disappointed his fans, the, the Oscar community, his peers, his family, Chris Rock, and him, his feelings of disappointing someone is a trigger to him because he's so quick to please everybody. I don't understand how we're willing to see Chris Rock's perspective, but you're not willing to see how this... <laughs> hurting even Will Smith. And I, think, I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think there. people, I think we, no, I don't think that's the case. I think people do hear him. I think people do understand where Will is coming from. I just think that what people are saying is despite the fact that you may be saying these things and that you feel this way, that doesn't mean that Chris Rock has to be like, oh, let's kumbaya and skip down the road, or he should be willing to hear him out. He doesn't have to do that. No, 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 no. And I'm, I'm saying if, if it takes Chris Rock five years to do this, what is hurting me is, one, that he feels more comfortable talking to millions of people about this mm -hmm. or in front of millions of people. But his audience, so the thing about it is for you, to me, it is when he's talking to it about to in, in front of millions of people, that's him trying to have some sort of saving grace because there's a whole lot, there's millions of people that say, you just let this grown ass man slap the shit out you on, on public TV and you ain't do shit about it. So for him, I think his response to that is, let me make a joke about it. Let me make a joke about the fact why I didn't do these things or what was going on in my mind. Because there are a whole lot of individuals whose narrative was, well, yo, you look like a punk on TV. And so my thing for him is, is that when he goes in front of these audiences, he may be capitalizing off of it, but he has to, every time he's talking that Hello. story, he has to go through the, the fact that, well, damn, what shoulda, woulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda. What would you have done had you did this thing differently? What could you have done had you, you know, responded differently to this? So I think that that's his method of dealing with the fact that, well, he could have went about it a completely different way. He may not have even did the joke. Hello? I guess I'm listening. I thought I you know. Did he, he, did he just walk off the set? Did he? Did he whoopie Goldberg me? I don't give a fuck. He did just walk off. He just walked off. And I know this is one isolated in, incident, but part of my journey in life is trying to one figure out how I can as an individual get through stuff like this, not over it, 
but get through stuff like this and then help other people like myself to get stuff because I saw a lot but of the, myself. And that's where I was coming from with what I was saying, though, right. on the basis of maybe not, you don't have to accept the policy apology, but for the life of everybody that has now been involved in this, you could have right. heard them out. I think that, but because we're I looking think, for resolution, we're looking for resolution in our black community you because know, of this. I think that I think for Chris Rock, I think we may be looking for resolution. I think, Sherry but that's asked, a did she miss the P Valley conversation? No, Not we yet. haven't gotten there yet. That's going to be um, a needed conversation. I think for this situation, I think that we have to. It's all about where people are with the healing, and I think that people heal differently. It takes some people heal quicker than others. And I think that in this situation, I think what we're witnessing is Chris Rock's um, method of healing. It may not necessarily be understood by everyone else, but I think this is what his way of addressing it and dealing with it. Whereas with Will, he took a moment back. He said, look, I'm gonna take some time to myself. I'm gonna think these things out. I'm gonna come up with this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have this apology. I'm gonna extend an olive branch. I don't expect him to say anything. I feel, you know, I don't expect him to come to me and say, oh, you know what, let's hug it out. But I just want him to know that this is where I am and this is where I'm sitting with but it. That's, and but, that's that's, where, but that's where, but that's what the, the sentiment and what he actually said and in good. the apology. And, I, and that's really good. And I think that's just really big of him. I think we as individuals where we are, we try to say, well, this is an opportunity. This is this is the opportunity for Chris to bury it and everything like that. But that requires some healing. And I don't think he's at that point yet. And I think when no, you and, see- And I wasn't even looking at that because I was hoping that, that you know, whatever apology that would have came out of this wouldn't have been public. That would have been between them two. Because I think if that had been this video that we just saw would have been totally different. One, if he had the chance to talk to Chris Rock, it right. probably wouldn't even have happened had he had the opportunity to talk to Chris Rock. He had to put this out because he couldn't give him the apology he wanted to give him. And I think in addition to that, public public opinion has played so much. And that's why he did it publicly. Advertisement and people keeping or retaining their careers. That now this, this is my problem that someone has to do it this way because he we didn't know about the call before he just said something and he probably made that call a few months ago or a month Absolutely. or so. Ago. And, and as I was watching the video, I, I was I, I said he kept problem. saying in my mind, "Did I need this? Did I need this? I I, I didn't need this. This I, wasn't for I, me. I think this, this was for uh, one of the audience of one, and that was Chris but, Rock. But I think, that was the I only think, person that was for." For the same reason, for the same reason, we would like to see Chris Rock accept that olive branch. I think this is a part of the process of forgiveness that, as as lay people, we don't have. Right. We don't. We don't. That's why I said he had no other uh, no other recourse but to put this video out because he reached out and got and basically, you know, tantamount to getting his hand slapped away. I don't want to hear that right now. But but unfortunately, that we. Not we, individuals like Will Smith feel as though they have to do these things. You know, Will Smith has been in a closet. I, I should have just said it that way. Will Smith has been very private. Will Smith has been very private up into this, like a couple years ago. And he's now been going through this journey where he wants to be more transparent. In, in my opinion. In my opinion, I'm just gonna skip right over it. In my opinion, <laughs> it looks as though he's trying to be more transparent, but he's gotten caught up in the way that 
these people have. The same way Felicia Rashad feeling like she has to protect her friend, Bill Cosby, and so on and so forth. But I really feel like it's just unfortunate that this is how, especially in a black community, we handle each other. Yeah, he slapped the shit out you in front of millions of people. It should not matter that it was the Oscars because if it was the Soul Train or BT, we would have just laughed it over. No, we wouldn't have. And that's the part. If I kind of think we would. I think we would have thought it was a skit. We thought we probably would have thought it was a skit. No, because and my the only thing difference is, is, is that it was a whole bunch of they white people in the room. They thought it was a skit then. They actually thought it was a skit yeah, then. Really right. They didn't think it was serious until after people was like, no, that was a real situation. So my right. thing is that even here, they thought it was a skit. But my thing is, is that no, it's not. You can't just go up to somebody because you but feel see, in I didn't kind think of it was a skit because I knew the history of him and Chris Rock. See, I didn't. And so for me, I thought it was, okay, that could be easily a part of the skit, because the way even I, I had the way that Chris Rock um, responded was like, "Yo, I just got the chest slapped out of me by Will Smith." I thought that was like, "Oh shit, that was a part of the act." It, yeah. it didn't dawn on me like, "Oh no, that was a real slap and that was a real situation." Because mm-hmm. it wasn't until after when Will Smith was like, "Keep my fucking keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth," that I was like, "Is he serious?" And that to it me wasn't was no joke. Now, I knew that's how I knew it was that's no when, joke. And that's when I knew it wasn't a joke. It's not okay for someone to just say, I'm gonna slap the shit out you for any reason. It's when not. Words been, well, how when many words of us have said that? I don't know. That's what I was about to say. How many? I mean, that, that, we, can't words, be hyper, we also can't be hypocrites in the situation. We also can't be hypocrites in the situation because there's right. been plenty of people so, that so have, been, that have only had this much on the nerve left that you would got slapped in a heartbeat yes. on one but of these streets. That, even with that, when you on these streets and you go up to somebody and you slap the shit out of them and you may have, a, I know me, I have a chip on my shoulder, but I'm I know also, I'm, if I go around here slapping the shit out of people, I have to expect to get slapped the fuck back. But, but it's, it's, really not gonna be, it's not even going to be that kind of situation. It's always going to be your last straw. But I'm, last I'm trying straw. to understand. For I'm, it, it is 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 puzzling me. So what if let's just say Will Smith was validated in being angry and upset, not for slapping him, but being angry and upset. You don't feel like somebody keep picking after your wife and just. You know, you had Laverne Cox ask this lady about a fucking entanglement on a red carpet. You had all these comedians already joking about your wife. You already know what you already know how fragile she is in this moment. However, we we won't we never are able to see the opposition's point of view over ours. We've all said to somebody, and a couple of us have actually did it, bitch, say say something else, and I'm gonna slap the shit out you. And that's what he did. He actually did it. He did something okay, and that that's cool. he actually did. I'm and we okay can't with that. We see, what you're saying, see, no, what I'm exactly saying to you is this. Difference. It's cool that's- that he did what he did. But it's also cool that Chris Rock responds the way he responds. Just because, no. you, you don't get a- but that's yes, what I mean. We gotta also admit, though, it was a fifty-fifty difference. There was fifty-fifty where people were on Will's side for doing it, 
and people that were not on his side for doing it. And I was, I just so happened to be, I fell on the side that I'm okay with this. I was okay. If you, if you slap the shit out of somebody, you can't go around and say, I can slap the shit out you and I'm not going to expect to get slapped back. But I don't think that's that's the narrative that people are trying to put out there. I don't think for one moment, Will has felt, and I'm just giving my opinion, I don't feel that he at any moment said this was okay. Another I, I question. Can, I can in, see in, just in him giving these responses. That that's one response. It's still fucking with him. It's on what? Here's that the question: If it had turned into a, a, a complete fight, if this if this had turned into a complete fight, where would you have stand it? Both of you. That was a question for both. It would have. It would have still been. It would have been justified on both ends. I mean, my thing is, is that he told a joke. It was. It didn't go over well. So the person got sent about a joke and slapped the shit out of him. That was what, what happened. If it, what, if it, what, so if then, was, what if it was deeper than a joke? Than a joke though. What if it was deeper than a joke? And we're we're looking it, at the we're it, looking at the, not, no no we can't do that. It can't be that. It's just what's at the moment. I'm not reading into what happened before then. It's just what happened. No, but see, that's not to me. Fiction. That's not fair. That's not that's, that's not a fair. No, that's not a fair it's, move. It's, it's, because it's we can making, look at the, we, we can blame the reaction, but we can't we can't blame any of the things that's been piling up. And that Jenga, Jenga, bitch, Jenga, you you pulled no, the wrong you pulled the wrong lock, Jenga. Jenga, but you can't do. You can't. You can't sit back and start feeding other stuff into it. The situation was. It's not not other stuff. It is what has been piling up. I get what you're saying, Blue, but it's it's hard in these situations to not not look at both sides. It's very hard. You you don't get to keep picking at me, and when I slap the shit out you, I don't get to say all these times I did not slap the shit out you is is irrelevant. So my thing to you, comedy or not, isn't it still still a piece of bullying? Whether it was comedy or not, wasn't it still a piece of bullying? It's still bullying. I don't give a fuck how Okay, okay, and I'm okay with that. What I'm saying to you is, you just because you slapped me doesn't mean I can't slap you the fuck back. And that's to me, if that would have happened, I wouldn't have been. I think it would have kind of been okay, more okay with that if they if he would have defended himself. But see, I wouldn't have been any, I wouldn't have felt anything differently about Chris Rock had he retaliated. I wouldn't have felt, oh my God, Chris, why would you do so something you, like that? But I wouldn't have felt so, this is him. so my thing to you is just because he didn't swing with his fist doesn't mean he's not swinging in other ways. His way of swinging or his way of retaliation is I'm not going to do this this way. I'm going to do this this, this way. And, and, I, I, and I get that. I've I, I, I got this. But I got his strategy from the beginning. I'm not gonna talk about this. I'm gonna let everybody else talk about it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let public opinion stir the pot and let, make him lose all his shit. I ain't gotta say nothing. I he saw don't. that as his strategy, and I'm not. I don't feel any way, any either way about it. It is what it is. It but is. for me, like at this point, as black people, we gotta stop choosing this fucking way. Like get over stuff. Get through it. Like, really get through shit. Stop letting shit fester. Like, okay. like really, like, at some point, they were, attacking, they were attacking Will's children. They were attacking his, his wife. Like, at some point, why do we keep playing these toxic African-American games? 
We'll feature but, the bank, but I think that I think we're seeing, and I think, and it's fine that you say it that way. That it, mm -hmm. they were attacking him, but I think just as many people were attacking Chris Rock. But I'm just saying in general, just why do we keep on either side? Why do we keep playing these toxic ass games with each other? Like it's very childish. It's very it's unbelievable to me that in 2022 we're still I, doing this. So like we're, we're me, picking a side, we're choosing a side me, instead of. I think what happens is is that this is my opinion, and this has always been. I'm always my about my opinion, so it doesn't reflect anybody else's. But for me, oh, I put that I put up in the beginning of the show. You don't gotta worry. Yeah, it's a disclaimer already. <laughs> but you gonna get sued by yourself. <laughs> so, um, no, but the, for me, I think when you open yourself up to situations like this, you this is where that's the real problem. And the thing about it is, is that I get I hear everything you're saying. And honestly, I understand where you're coming from. My way. Of, but what I'm saying is, is this is that had that door not been opened in the beginning and yeah it could have been uh, it, there were a lot of things that led up to that moment but the right. fact of the is we got to speak to that moment in itself just that moment had that not happened we would not be here and i think that will just has to accept the responsibility that and i think he, he has i think he has and i think and he, he, he has, has to accept but we have to stop negating the shit that got us to this point also. The backstory is just as relevant because had you not continuously made jokes about this man's wife, he would not have had to lose it. So we can't negate that either. And I, I really get the fact that A in this moment, Will Smith did something to Chris Rock. I get that. A, A GI joke is that serious? You said what? A GI Jane joke is that serious? But it wasn't. It is when it's, think, a, it's dealing with it. When you're making this joke about, about her affliction, but it, it, it wasn't about. It wasn't just about that joke. I, 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 and I think the fact that people are only able to see that, and they're not able to see that, they may have had a conversation outside of this. Nobody. Or it could be that the fact that she has been dealing with this affliction all her life, and it's sensitive. But I don't. But, but and what that if is it's the conversation. That is the conversation that they had. But what if, right? But what if it's not even about her alopecia? Because he may have not even known about that. It's just the fact Bonnie. that out of all the people in this fucking audience, you fuck you're fucking with me. Like I already told you, stop it. And oh, you go, you Bonnie. Keep it's Bonnie. I'm looking at you. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. You you gonna keep picking with somebody? I, this the first time this man has been back for years, and you you know you know how important this day. I'm not gonna fuck with him because this is that. I'm not I'm not. But this the next show, bitch. I'm coming for you. But maybe just figure out better ways. Read the, and everybody kept saying Chris should have read the room better. Go fuck with some of the white people. Why are you gonna mess with the black couple that's sitting right up front that's here? Finally, this man has been given a chance to win this award. Finally. I'm not gonna fuck with him on his night. But the next night, bitch, I got you. The next show, I got you. But not this one. I ain't gonna fuck with him. I know this he, and you know what? I also think of the joke itself, right? Was it appropriate for that setting with so much hyper hyper? Was it hypersensitivity 
in Hollywood. It, but the joke was what it you was. You know, a comedy club, yes. You know, a comedy setting, yes. But that room right there with all those documentaries on that was up for an Oscar on hypersensitivity, I don't know if that was that room for that. I don't know. I just, I, I just, didn't think it was funny. I, I really didn't. So, well, what, 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 understand whether the, I, I, but I don't think Chris Rock is funny in itself. So, no, so, Will Smith thought so, it was no, funny. Nobody, he laughed. Like, yeah, I think but, he, he laughed. Well, I'm just saying, does, does that laugh have to be like, yes, bitch, this bitch is bald headed? Like, yes, yes, you, bitch. You're, yes, you're yes. adding the two cents. He laughed. He smiled. He laughed at the joke. It was not until he saw that he read her. It is so weird to me that people only can see the wrong party as one flat-dimensional character. No one is saying that I'm not saying a right or wrong. I'm saying a fair. I'm saying that just because you're empathizing and you're sympathizing with Will Smith, that's one front. That's well, fine, and good. But the fairness of right, it is. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. The I'm same just when, that when you're we get a pile on, when it's a pile on method, and for me, my perspective is coming from people. People eliminated Will from being the culprit here and went right after Jada. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm saying here. And that's the but, that's the but puzzling like said, part for me. It's in like this day about the empathizing everything. and sympathizing. If you take that same layer of what you just said, we just did for Will, and take that to Will for what he did for his wife, it's the same thing. He empathized and sympathized with what her facial expression was during the joke, and she, she did not find it amusing. She did. And and she sometimes didn't people just my thing is this. So my thing is, did she get up and slap him? No, right, but why but, would she? But again, hold on. It offended her. So, but he feels he had to go do that. Right, but why would she? Have if she has a man, against another man. My thing is that y'all, everyone is saying, "Oh, it offended her." It didn't no, offend no, her. No, 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 no. For me, I'm not even addressing how Jada felt. I am addressing how Will took it. We have to eliminate because Jada is not involved in this. How he Other his response? My thing is this: that's on I him. I just said she wasn't amused. It I don't is, know if she was offended or not. I just said she wasn't exactly, amused. And, the, and, and that's exactly that's what I'm saying. What you're saying is what you're saying to me is is that okay? The way he we got to the way he responded was the way he responded first of all and foremost. But my mm -hmm. thing is this: she was the one who was offended. He well, did how do we know, know that though? We but don't know if she was that? offended. I just said she wasn't amused. How do we she, know? I don't know if she was offended. Okay, or not. so if she wasn't amused and she said her ass there, he could have said his ass thing. But he you, didn't have you, to get out of But that's expectations though. Expectations are wrong. But that's what I'm saying. But we they're also true, they're not, not and that's what friends. we were just talking about in the beginning of this conversation that it wasn't just that situation. It's an accumulation of stuff that made that's him go mad. off. It doesn't matter. Every time, if every time I see you, I say, hey bitch, hey you bitch. At some point you be like, look. And you don't like being called a bitch. Enough. Yeah. At some point you're gonna get tired of it. And be right. like, you, at some point you say you when, have I see that within show, our black community too much. We bully people, and then when a person retaliates, they are wrong. 
for retaliating this no, time. No, what you're saying is it's, it, what you're trying to say is it's wrong for Chris Rock to respond the way he's responding. He don't no, no, to... no, 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 I didn't say that. I don't, I'm not so, even dealing with the way he responded. I'm dealing so, with the fact that this is not the first time and Chris Rock is not the first individual. It just so happened because it could have he could have knocked the shit out of Laverne Cox. And we would have been in a whole different space with that right now. He could have. He could have knocked the shit out of her on that red again, carpet. Again, she, but who is he, why is he doing that? But I think why it's a problem. Do? But that's why I said it's not even just about Chris Rock. This man, but this why? whole season, you have eliminated the great work that this man so, has done. In this when he said, and everything has been said, about a nigga trying to get album sales. What, what Laverne's Cox statement was to Jada. It wasn't to him. But so was Chris Rock. Chris Rock was not exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. So but listen. You, but he was so sitting there. So listen. Every time. The individuals that the comments were directed to, their responses yes, was not. But, but as, so as, my friend, as my friend, we keep, we always going out. And right. people call me out my name. At some point, you will say, Nate, what the fuck? You ain't going, okay, so, I, okay, I got you. I got you. And at so some point, you will stand up, and I would I'm hope, say, as my I'm friend, say, at some point, uh, I if say, I'm not strong enough, you will stand up. Before I respond, I do what? I talk to you. Yeah, but what if they've had this conversation? What I'm saying, what if they had the conversation? What if what if the conversation looked there? Look, you're, okay. you're putting I'm, stuff there. You're putting stuff there. You no, gotta but, look at what actually happened. Yeah, but at the What's same time, it? we wasn't there. So what are we gonna see? We're so not gonna got, see the fact that they may have talked about this. No, you saw it. It played out right in front of you. You can't add nothing to what we you saw, saw. No, we saw the results of it. And no, I and, and all I'm doing, the, all I'm doing is you saw the joke happen. You saw the joke happen. Yeah, but I've also seen I've also seen comedian person after person make remarks about Jada Pinkett. I've so, saw I've, I've seen it. So we don't know So can I say something? Jada Pinkett has enough heart and enough mouth to defend herself. Yes, but that does not that does not speak to the mental capacity of Will Smith. Well then it, Will Smith, it don't. But my thing is you can't sit back and say he's defending his wife. It had nothing he to do is. with Why wouldn't it. No, he's not. Because his wife can defend him herself. Yes, he but and that's, that's the own personal stuff. And that's a problem. And that, that's a problem within the black community. We do not rally around each other when shit like this happens. That's not so rallying around. That that's making a justification. That is his wife. No, that's, she wasn't defenseless. All, that's his she, wife. Wasn't, she wasn't defenseless, and she wasn't no, she wasn't in a position where she was defenseless. But that's still his wife, though. That's still so his what? wife. Yes, that's still his wife. And, and, and he could say he could have easily said he could have said stop talking about my wife. He, he could have said, 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 said no, he, he didn't. After the fact. After the fact. Oh, sometimes, sometimes those things don't go in the right order. No, no, no. He no. Been, he been, he was quiet. He stood there. Early? He stood there beside her when Laverne Cox was being slick out her mouth. He stood there. He didn't. And, he, he and, didn't say anything. And, 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 and Jada could have said something. 
But you're putting Jada Pinkett's sensibility on Will Smith. Jada no, Pinkett is, Jada, is you know what Jada Pinkett gonna do? Jada Pinkett gonna absorb that and she gonna make ratings on her fucking red table talk and make it a top. That's okay. not how Will Smith handles things. Well, That's and, not, that, and so and, and and that may not be the case, but you gotta deal with the consequences of how you handle stuff. I don't think he's I don't think he's not going to take responsibility. I think the rest of us are going to fall in line and where the chips fall. That's where we go a lot. But I I still think a little bit more grace needs to be given to Will Smith. The same grace if the tables were turned, I would want the same grace to be given to Chris Rock. (laughs) And I'm just saying, like, just just do better with each other. No matter what side of this you're on, do better with each other. I agree. I just think do so. Better, just do better on both sides because we we can't keep seeing this play out this way. Every I, single time I, this I, is I, a solution. I be, huh, what you say? I said every single time this is even on Will Smith's side. We got to stop putting our hands on each other, but we also got to stop running our mouths and not thinking somebody go check your ass one day. So and that's fine. My thing is, is that I think we, if if you're the type of person where you can't take somebody running their mouth to you, you gotta work on it. Right. Just like so, so that that means you have to do some self work because you can't go around here slapping the shit out of everybody thinking that someone won't slap your ass back. And they don't. But, necessarily, I, but again, hold, I can see hold if on, you had a, a, and they don't have to slap you physically. And the funny thing about it, and that's what I'm seeing play out is that he didn't hit him physically, but he hit him where it fucking hurts. Yeah. I don't, and, and see, I don't know if that even, that even equal, equates to anything either because this is one slap out of this man's whole entire career. And to say somebody needs self-work over this one slap, I don't know if that makes sense. Because he may, he it was a build-up. Anybody will have a build-up. That's why all these people snapping and killing people at these schools. It's a build-up of something yeah. in their lives. But that see, you're not, so, you're not taking into... Which, what I'm saying, though, is even though you're saying that, for the individuals that was in the audience who did respond, you don't know what trauma that triggered for them. So, but I'm, but so I, I have to understand. <laughs> so, 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 Right. It don't matter. I don't get, I don't get that dynamic. Why doesn't it matter? That's that. See, that's that point right there that they make it. How does? How does it doesn't matter? That's the point they make it. Why doesn't it matter? Their own personal shit. I think you. I, I need for you to raise your hand. <laughs> but that's the point Nate's making. Is why doesn't it matter? Why doesn't it matter? It all matters. No, because the fact is. Because it, in essence, it was just a joke. But oh, maybe it, it wasn't it, just a joke to Will Smith. It was. It was but what if it wasn't just a joke? What if it, it wasn't it, just so a joke thing to is that It might not have been just a joke to you, and you personalized it. But that was not the, the, his duty. It was a, it was so you thing. don't like the joke. You don't like the joke. If you don't like the joke, you can say, I don't like the joke. I didn't think it was funny. But that is not a justification to say my wife don't like the joke, so I have to slap you in your face. 
So, so, so let me just explain this to you. I, I, I really so like you and you, you and you and your your boo, well, our boo, you and our boo are walking down Fremont, and somebody say something slick to our boo. Blue, you are not the person that's gonna say, let's just keep walking. No, my thing is this: I'm you going to wait. No, if I feel like. I need to say something, I will say something. But you know who I'm taking my cue off of? My boo. Exactly. Our boo, first of all. Our Ex boo. But exactly, exactly. What I'm saying is, is that her response was not go up there and slap him. But that, that but sometimes, but even if that wasn't her cue, even if she didn't give him a cue, which I don't think she but did. And I can only go back to that Laverne Cox moment Ooh, because you, yeah, can 45 see, minutes. you can see, you can see his face in that Laverne Cox moment. Like, I'm going to be put under the dick. You know what? And my thing is, is this. The narrative would have been, after they turned the cameras off, Blue said, bitch, don't you ever come on that motherfucker and say no shit like that ever again. Because the yeah, next but time- that's, that's how you would have handled it. That's how I would have handled it. somebody else, though. You no, can't no, put that on, because your no. mental capacity is different. From Will but Smith. what I'm saying is, is that for me to be in a position that I am in, and for me to be under the public scrutiny and eye that I am in, I know that this is how I would handle it. Because I know that whatever I do, they're going to construe it. So for me to do something that's going to compromise my family, I don't think he thought that out. And he I did. Think that, so that's what, but he should have. He should have. He should have. He and should have taken into consideration a lot yeah. of things, but he had just given an interview not too long ago where he but had like a I said, of him. He also it. didn't know how it was going to be perceived. Yeah, after I don't. The fact. I don't think he would have did this if he thought he would be in this moment right now. No, I don't, I don't think, think so if either. He, I don't think he would have knowingly. Again, and I tell you that I tell you that on the four reasons that it still split down the middle. down the middle. It still split down the middle on how completely transparent. I absolutely am a Will Smith. So for me to be saying what I'm saying. That's what the fuck I'm saying. Like, this sounds right. <laughs> Real fucking right. No, I, I am, I am an absolute Will Smith. But I also I know are, that. I actually think all three of us are in yeah. a position where we can say so that we are though, the Will Smiths. But all I three can of honestly us. say that in being a Will Smith personality, I can see that that's how you get, you jam yourself up more. Yeah. That, so, so knowing that I mean, I'm, it's a lesson learned. I mean, this is a lesson learned that now he knows that, I'm the that he has to change the way he's going to approach wanna, things I'm going to want to fight. So my thing is me knowing that I'm, I'm going to slap you off thing. stage now. Now, from now on, I'll wait till you go backstage and I'll slap you there. That's exactly what Does I'm saying. Does that make it better, though? Does that make it better? Because no, I need. I should. I'm gonna regret it when he backstage that I slapped you without a whole bunch of eyes watching. Yes, I, 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 I just want us. I beat this shit out you in the bathroom. But ultimately, ultimately, we said one more topic, and I, I want to um, at least address <laughs> that one. But I, at the end of the day, I just want us to treat each other better and give each other the benefit of the doubt. Every joke ain't funny 
you know, you could have did the joke in your stand-up where he was miles and miles away from you and he couldn't slap the shit out. You don't throw so hard on the show. We got to stop playing with each other and think, oh, because these white people are around. We, I think what happens is, and this is me, comedians, their duty is to take shit that we think is ugly and make it funny. They're going to talk about shit that is sensitive, and I think that we have a hypersensitive uh, um, um, uh, society. When I was coming up, when I was growing up, we cracked on each other. They cracked on you for being black, broke, dusty, dirty, ugly, all sorts of stuff. And you did, it hurt your feelings, but it toughened you up. You learned how to crack back. My you thing is, that that means... You know, he at a comedy show, there, huh? But he's a comedian, and that's what his. But his, let his me job. let me let me finish the statement. Will came that night to win an award. And Will's and not a comedian. A Will's an actor. And, and he, won. he didn't come as a as a participant or a ticket buyer to a comedy show. And Will, but like I said, Will, Will was never show. a comedian. Will was an actor that played in a comedy show. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that, but he wasn't even the host. But he wasn't even the host. He was he was the person that came on to uh, usher on Quest Love's award, the award that Quest Love. That's what his job was. He was. It was three other women that were the host of the show. You came on as an announcer. That now they ask comedians to do that so they can keep the laughter going because you're sitting there for fucking three hours. But at the same time, a little grace, it, a little grace means, look, Laverne Cox has embarrassed their ass at the last show. You all know about it. Let's, let's not act like they didn't know that it happened because it played over and over again up until the show. So you know what? As, as somebody who knows them, I'm going to give him grace at this moment. I'm going to say something pleasant. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad everybody give Will Smith and Jada Pickett a round of applause. They should have been here sooner. He I would appreciate them saying some shit like that. Versus, it wasn't even about Jada Pinkett. See, you they, they digging and digging and digging. This not even. Say, it wasn't even, even Jada's about Jada moment, Pinkett. but she was being the, she was the target. She it wasn't her moment. She wasn't there As for anything said, but to support her husband. I mean, he did a joke, and it didn't go over well. He called. And then we will talk about P Valley. Uh, yeah, yeah, because this this. <laughs> I feel some kind of way about this. I'm gonna give you his book. I'm gonna give you his book. Where I'm gonna give you his fucking book because I don't need to know his backstory. No, but I think you would appreciate the way he did. I don't fucking appreciate shit. I don't want to see. No, I'm joking. (laughs) No, you would appreciate. And anybody that's listening, I really would say to you, read the book. It's not gonna make you look at him any differently, but it's gonna make you connect with him differently. In terms of this situation right here, I, I just say read it, and 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 a lot of it is going to be a lot of our own experiences playing out in somebody's lives who we think is perfect, and you will realize just how imperfect this perfect person has been. We got a little I bit there. We'll learn. You learned a lot about him in this moment and how he handles but things. That was, that was never the narrative for me. I never thought he was perfect. Well, a lot of people did. A lot of people did. Well, what was that? Well, with them. Not See, well. what happens when you put people on pedestal? They show you that they're real people. But um, to the next topic, um, P-Valley. What about now, it? This, these shows, 
these specifically black shows and the fact that we have all these different streaming networks sidebar let's give miss monique a round of fucking applause this is how you get your point across this is how you get your point and if you're consistent in your messaging shit will change and i think this will usher and change now is it gonna cost the people who pay netflix a couple dollars a couple more dollars yes you're gonna pay for this fucking lawsuit you're gonna pay for the fact that they that she won and they paid out to her and and now they got her on two different shows so they only got to pay this bitch three times. So we're going to definitely pay for this shit. Uh, thank you, Monique, for the, the, the new fee for Netflix. But the fact that um, all these new networks are out is giving Black storytellers, Black actors, Black producers, Black directors an option to be able to tell real stories. Now, mm -hmm. P Valley jumped out the gates with storylines and, and imagery and character choices and actor choices, meaning they hired on people who did not look like what the standard for actors were. I have to applaud uh, them, even though they is they're in litigation right now because the story. I think they they had to pay out or they settled. Miss um, Katori Hall in the production. Uh, of this team uh, had to pay out uh, another person. I'm not going to mention their name right now until I found out a little bit more, but they had to pay out because this storyline actually was in a play form from another person's play. And if you don't know, P Valley was actually a stage play before it became uh, an actual TV series. And mm -hmm. the young man who plays Uncle Clifford was actually the Uncle Clifford in that one as well. Um, and this was really a homage to um, stage and something mm -hmm. being transferred to stage and how it seamlessly was able to be carried over with the storylines. Um, mm -hmm. Act one, fuck this up. Act one, meaning season one, it fucked this up. I think we had not seen these types of people on stage. We had seen strippers, we had seen gay men, we had seen strong black women characters. We had seen uh, black men be, you know, caught in a struggle in life. DL, we've seen all these things in parts, the Noah's arcs of it all, but we had never seen this shit put together. And being able, the, the storylines are impeccable. The character choices, like I said, the, the actor choices, the direction, impeccable. Even the dancing bitches off chain. These bitches is really climbing up the poles and really death dropping uh, on, a, on a split. So I, I, I have nothing bad to say about it. Act two, season two. If you wasn't fucked up over act scene two, act one, Act two is definitely, and I keep saying act, but season two. Mm -hmm. If the little phone sex scene between the dude and the little light-skinned chick didn't mess you up, if if little murder going down on Uncle Clifford didn't mess you up, if such and such and such, season two, it got the straight people on, well, the straight people. Uh, really pissed off because there's wow. nothing they can complain about. It's not Tyler Perry esque. It's not some high school musical. It is done well. It's reality. It's reality for so many different people. And I think a lot of these people, the boosies of them all, are really finding themselves in these characters. And it's fucking with people on a way that 
they not they wasn't ready or prepared for. And I I picked this the night, and I, I specifically asked Blue, on, aka Baltimore's Uncle Clifford, to come on and join us. <laughs> to join us, not that you put him on the center, but to join us because I wanted your perspective on simply why are people so mad? There are just as many people that's applauding it, but in for you and Marty, why do you feel people are so mad? I think the character of Uncle Clifford is, um, I think that, that it's bringing to light a reality of feminine gay men mm -hmm. yep. for me. And the reality for me is, is that uh, it takes a lot of courage to be an Uncle Clifford. And I think in this show, it shows that, you know, and also that Uncle Clifford isn't afraid of femininity. He's now he's in a, a club where it is almost stereotypically perceived that effeminate gay men have an issue with fem females. They have an issue with female sexuality. And in this situation, I don't believe that's the case. I think in this situation, he aligns himself. He is their protector. He is, you know, he that we look at it as a strip club, but he look at he looks at it for me. Um, this is just my way of interpreting it as a safe haven for these individuals. This Almost is their like a house, like a gay house. Their home, and, and it goes beyond that. That's his family's legacy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it is. It's his family's oh, legacy. That's home and for him. That is. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is, I don't. I think that it. it it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't believe, and I don't, I got, I may have to look at, I don't believe it was always a strip club. No, it was, it was a, it was a speakeasy. It was a lounge. It, Over it was the a, decades, it changed. It evolved. As times changed, it evolved mm -hmm. as well. So I think that for him, but it's always to, I, for him, it has been a safe haven. And I think he's opened it up to these women that he's created this. Um, he, he's able to capitalize off of their sexuality. He's in in this season, even him, he gets on the stage, he dances, he performs as well. But I think that the reason people are uncomfortable is it shows it, it captures effeminate gay men in a light where they're usually not. They're usually in a submissive. In the background, in the background they're usually the um the 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 um the the what is it? Um, the and they're the jester, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're the fashionistas, but we're the individuals that people poke fun at. He would, he would typically, yeah. he would typically be the person in the back doing their hair and shit. Right. And so in this, and you put him out front. Narrative that is actually really common. And I think that, that word again. Huh? Narrative. That narrative. Word again. <laughs> the narrative. The narrative. Yeah, I it's think not a bad word. I think you made it a bad word. I didn't make it a bad word. I'm just saying in general. I think the word has been co-opted yeah, to something negative. That again, I believe that when you look at if you look at experiences with effeminate gay men, mm -hmm. you would. You, and you would hear people's story of effeminate gay men, and you would hear their stories of themselves and their experiences. You would see, you would hear that a lot of times they are um, seen in a negative light, right. and they're seen in a position where they are strong, they're courageous, um, they're seen as being um, true and transparent to themselves. They're being honest, and that it's not about a choice; it's about a choice of being. You get what I'm saying? And I think that right. that's 
um, Uncle, Uncle Clifford, that, that character, it, it, it inspires. And I think that, you know, for him to get up and do what it is, I mean, you got to think, he, go on, he goes up into a club, um, there are men there to see females. And he owns, this is his club. This is his place. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think that the people, the reason why individuals are upset, both heterosexual and gay, and you know, individuals of the LGBTQ community, is because it puts effeminate men in a position of power. And they're mm -hmm. not seeing them in that light. They're not used to seeing them as strong individuals for being themselves. Right. What about you, Marnie? Why do you think people are mad? Um, as he swings, as he swings his Molly braids. <laughs> that is a great question. I mean, I I haven't seen season two yet, so I'm I'm still on the outs on on season two. So I'm only I only go off of season one. I I didn't hear Here's, that kind I'm, of I'm, I'm suggesting that you binge watch it. I am. I'm gonna do it this weekend because I have chilling. time now. Yeah, day that you just chilling, get your snacks. Don't get up. Mm -hmm. Just watch it through. I'm gonna start tonight. Matter of fact, I'm gonna start after this show. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna go through it because it's that good. I mean, tell me, tell me when you tell me when you start watching it because I'm gonna expect a live in maybe like four or five hours. Because uh, <laughs> you know, you. the reason why I haven't watched season two is because I'm not into episodic television anymore, waiting week right. after week for a show to come out. I have it's to about seven episodes Friday. out though, but see um, what they're doing. See what a lot of the shows are doing now. They'll release a number of episodes. It's finished now. The season is done, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, about yeah I, mean, I can watch it no, all. It's, it's a couple more episodes, I believe. It's a couple more episodes. Uh, Sharon going to say, hang up if you have not started season two. <laughs> I wasn't bored on here just for this, uh, Sharon. <laughs> right. No, but no, well, so we're not giving spoilers, but like one of the things that you, you mentioned, the, the effeminate character. Um, and I have an issue with not necessarily the word, but how that word is used against certain types of men. But in this season, you see layers of the, the you see the gambit. Unlike you, normally you just see the straight and the gay. But you have an array of men who in various capacities are both loving and supportive and protective of each other, of the Uncle Clifford, the little Mer and little Merida character, and you see it in a space of what is possible. You know, without giving too much away, somebody kills somebody over the possibility of one of the characters being exposed in a in a way that was detrimental to them, and it's 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 a strange thing because. Those people exist in the world. I've met those people. I've had to be that person. I've never murdered anybody. But I've, I understand what being protective over people means, even when they're not looking. And we, we see what is possible in a very warped way, very toxic way, what is possible within our community. You know, Chuckalisa, Mississippi is like a Baltimore in many different ways. So I see the possibility of how we can relate to each other without having an issue without knowing each other. And it just it it this season, unlike the first season, it really stunned me at some of the storylines, 
um, even on the, the side of the women that are involved in this, it is very, uh, it's, it's an emotional journey because things are so jarring. You see things that you're not expecting to see. And it's very jarring. That's all I can say is very jarring. And normally that word is disturbing, but in this, it is so shocking to me that think, we are in a space where this, we can see this. I think for somebody that actually has experienced it, it is not as shocking. It wasn't shocking to me. Right. It was just that I felt that they had the courage to actually tell the story because a lot of times they water it down because they're too afraid to, um, um, I think they, they're they're too afraid of the backlash that they'll receive. Yeah, yeah. And the the car the courage and the confidence of the the story writers and the and of this because yeah. um, I think that they they took a chance on and I think it's really I mean it speaks to their integrity it speaks to them telling the story from a very real space because um, everything that I saw I've seen I've actually experienced. So it was like, okay, I'm glad that they're actually telling the, a real story and not yeah. watering it down or not making it cheesy or campy or any of those things because I think that that's or what raunchy because it it could really raunchy. it borders line it, it does it doesn't even borderline on raunchiness but it could definitely get to that space. I think more people are uncomfortable with intimacy and yeah. especially. Intimacy, and I don't, and I don't want to. I don't even think it's just because it's intimacy between same yeah. gender. I just think that we're in, we're in an environment where we don't really we can we can show sex, but we can't show intimacy. And I think that what we're seeing in these characters is there's a degree of intimacy there that makes individuals uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So superficial, we stay to the surface. We don't go yeah. beyond. And I think what we're seeing in the storytelling is that there is a degree of intimacy there that makes everyone uncomfortable because um, um, they are aware of it and they, they've experienced it. And it's kind of like it's, it's making everyone naked. And people are uncomfortable with being naked because they're forced to see themselves. One, of, so, one of my favorite lines from this season so far has been between Little Murder and Uncle Clifford. And Little Murder asks Uncle Clifford- A little homicide, as Sharon says. Little homicide. Oh, no. Little that, that, that was hilarious to me. Uh, that, uh, but one of the lines were, uh, Little Murder asks Uncle Clifford, what are you? Meaning, how do you, I took that as, how do you define yourself? And I recall asking that question to a person and them, not being comfortable with themselves, getting totally bent out of shape because they weren't ready to address it. And uh, Uncle Clifford's response to that is, well, what, what are you? And, and Little Murder's response is somebody, I am somebody who the world won't allow me to be. And in that moment, that was that, that dialogue back and forth, I, I need to put that on a shirt and a billboard, it needs to be put on a billboard, it needs to be put on the side of every skyscraper because people are in a space right now where they're being things, whether it be on social media and music videos, on TV and real life, in the boardroom, in the bedroom, you know, they're being things that I society is expecting them to be and not being things that uh, life or community won't allow you to be. 
I think that people define masculinity based off of their their own measurements, their barometer. I think that, yeah, I think that Uncle Clifford is um, a strong man. I think that what people get hung up on is his his method of expression. And I think his even appearance what, is, what his appearance yeah, is. To me is, okay, so I have a head wrap on and I have earrings. That has nothing to do with me wanting to be a female. That has everything to do with the fact that I wanted to wear that and that was my mode of expression for the day. Well, you know and what? So you know what? Pause. For the next time you come on my fucking show, they better be my earrings. Go ahead, continue. These aren't yours? No, they're not. Oh, uh, well. Well, I've worn yours several times, but um, <laughs> I have so many of your stuff. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Bracelet on, though. So I mean, well, we we don't see that we don't see that thick ass arm. I just see your ears. Well, at least you know. Well, I, let, let me tell you something. There's a lot of strength in these arms. I had a lot of Will Smith strength in these arms. Ooh, <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that when people see individuals such as Uncle Clifford, the assumption is, is that we want to be female, that we're doing this because we want to be a woman. And I, that's the far, that's the furthest from the truth. I do and this. And you've, you've seen, you've seen the season? Okay. I've seen so, everything. Right. So, so I think. You saw, and, and you see that. That depiction is thrown out of the window in this situation. I think for me, um, I think sometimes putting this on helps me with tapping into my inner confidence. You know, I think that sometimes what happens is, is that we water ourselves down to blend in with society and uh -huh. then our light and we're actually brighter than we, we, we're brighter. But we so that, so that means you climbed somebody back that night you saw the episode? Yeah, I did. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that. There was nothing wrong with it's that. It's already the parental advisory is already up there, Bonnie. You don't have to put it back up. <laughs> Sharon X is uh are you coming to um, Nate's show, Blue? I am coming to Nate's show. Mm. As hello as Miss Kitty. You gotta come as Miss Kitty. But I'm already I'm always Miss Kitty. So no, <laughs> no we need to see the Miss Kitty. Like the Miss Kitty. I'm always Blue Waters is Miss Kitty. I am always the cat couture. Every I, I'm, day. I'm, what I'm but saying is I don't want I don't want to see none of them fucking button ups. We don't oh, want to see a button up. I'm I'm, I'm wearing a button up. <laughs> so, if it if it don't have if it don't have a, a bustier uh, over top of it, we don't want to see it. I'm wearing a button up. <laughs> That's who I'm going to be. Just because. <laughs> Something. And I'm a, and I'm gonna have an extra small tie on, so <laughs> it's gonna be a bike. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I refuse. <laughs> but it, it just just in watching this season, even watching both seasons so far, it really. Um, I am glad that there's a space for people like all of us to be represented, and that's the problem that I think that people are missing. There, there isn't. I think there's a white gay agenda, but I don't think that there's a gay agenda in general. People just want to be represented. So when you feeling like they they taking over or they're trying to induce our children, first of all, your children shouldn't be watching P-Valley. That's for first starters. If you're a good parent, your child would not be watching P-Valley with you present or with your knowledge. 
I think the funny, again, I think the reason why people are, people are uncomfortable, first of all, uh, just the United States in general, our society is just uncomfortable with conversations about sexuality, sex and sexuality in general. And I also believe that the individual, that, that I, I think that I want to be careful, even if it's a negative response to the show, there is a response, which means that there is conversations about it. And well, I think- and I think that what happens is I think that we should I think we should start to build on those conversations. Now, having the maturity to have it with individuals, say for instance, a straight man having a conversation. I've had a lot of conversations with straight men as a result of P Valley because there's a lot of and, and many of them are okay with the female shaking their ass because you know what they've always objectified females so a woman dancing for me a woman shaking her ass that's for me that's normal that's normal pleasing to me but i don't need to know the backstory about the other stuff because now i'm uncomfortable and i think that that I think that this is a good opportunity for even females to say, look, you know, because the story about um, the colorism in the show, absolutely fucking amazing. You know what I mean? The um, racism in the show, the um, the the the, uh, the religious, you know, there's a there's a part of that where they're talking about um, the church and its impact, you know, abortion. It's so many It's, it's domestic violence. Um, <laughs> And um, in this season, you see, you see a big emphasis on domestic violence, even consent, even like you know the the uh, uh, African spirituality where it comes into play, where the the um um the with the um um, um grandmother Ernestine and the club and the events that happen in the club. There's so many stories. There's so many things that um um it, it, they're talking about, and it inspires conversation. And what happens is, is that even though they may come to the table with an opinion that is negative, I think what people will walk away with is a little bit more enlightenment. And that's the good thing about a good story. And I feel as though that, I feel as though P-Valley is, they're hitting the mark with that. But even, even beyond enlightenment, because sometimes you got to go through the muck and mire to get to enlightenment. But just the fact that a lot of these questions or people are learning something in order to ask a question. Cause I'm from a, a space where you gotta, you gotta learn some shit in order to question it. Or you have to allow yourself to be presented with information and then you can question it, not question it before you even know anything. And I, I think the fact that that is, cause I'm starting to, even the negative comments, like you said online, it means that people are watching. Right. And, and, and well, I have to take that back. Because not everybody is watching. People are watching clips or they're hearing other people's conversation and join it in. Watch it. watch it for yourself. And don't watch it like you're about to watch porn, but watch it like you're telling you're watching a story. Any other TV show. Stop watching stuff because you're gonna see titties and ass. But I think that what happens is that that speaks to a lot of other things, a lot of unresolved stuff that individuals are working through. I think that for a lot of individuals, when they see things like that, it takes them to an uncomfortable place within themselves and they got to work through it and they have to unpack some stuff. I do believe that with this story and, um, you know, I, for me, I think that having an opportunity to, you know, um, to talk about intimacy, um, to have it play out the way that it's being played out. The actors, 
I think the actors are absolutely phenomenal. I think the person that plays, the, the individual that plays Little Murder, I think he's an, a, an extraordinary actor. I think that the um, young lady that plays um, Mercedes, I think they're all extraordinary actors um, because they make- is, they when, make when, you, when, when people comment on TV, films, and theater and such, this is what people are fighting for, the ability to be able to play characters. We have to stop real realism. The the idea of what realism is, we have to allow things to feel real and have gut re instincts to it. But actors just want to be able to play a character. And the same way we let this self-proclaimed straight man play this gay character, we have to suspend our belief and allow the exact opposite to happen in certain mm -hmm. situations, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's my takeaway from this, in addition to everything else, but the idea that the actors are supposed to play things that aren't naturally them all the time, but know, the allow that to happen. But the fact that they're able to convey a story that makes you think that, that you walk away and you believe it. That speaks to their 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 talent, their artistry, and I think that that's something that, to me, I, I I've been looking for that for a long time because I think that we've moved away from that, and I think it really is it's refreshing to well, see. The, well, 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 the people, the powers that be, are realizing that real people want to see themselves depicted on screen. And, and maybe network TV hasn't gotten to that point yet, or even the mainstream in, at large has not understood that yet. But we have to force the issue of letting real people show themselves. You know, and I always go back to interviews that I've seen from Whoopi Goldberg, and she talks about them never, we never really see her in, in loving situations because they always felt that she would not be seen as a love interest. You know, I, I want us to go and even, and I'm speaking to us right now. I'm speaking to the Tyler Perry's of the world. I'm speaking to, you know, the colorist of the world, uh, the ageist of the world, black mm -hmm. people in general that, that fit into those categories. Real life people. Mm -hmm. There are just as many people that find me sexy as that will find find a Will Smith sexy or a Teddy or a Morris Chestnut. I, I Show think, the story. Yeah, and I think that we're seeing that. I think that that's what is really refreshing about this um, this show is that it's capturing those different. Um, but it's um, showing so much, and it does not feel overdone. It doesn't uh, feel crowded or cluttered. It feels like real life scenarios being showcased and they're showing so many. There's an episode where we're seeing intimacy between two black men sexually. And on the flip side, we're seeing someone suffer from domestic violence and have to deal with and then another person dealing with abortion all in the same sentence. And if it's done so well, and I think the quality of what we're doing needs to be at this caliber, not so the white people or Hollywood can respect us, but so our honest narratives are being showcased. And that's, right. that's, that's necessary. And I think that we're also redefining what it means to be black and gay. I think we're redefining what it means to be black. Okay. I think we're 
I think we're redefining a lot of things. And I think that this show is, um, even with, you know, the the dancers and everything. Um, what happened? No, I was <laughs> like, I didn't even know you again. Could... <laughs> don't even, don't oh. even trust it. You should have just kept on going. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, me personally, I identify as, um, pan. Pan. <laughs> I, I identify as a, oh, 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 pan I identify as a middle-aged, a middle-aged white woman. Like, no. But like, what you're saying, this, Representation matters on every aspect of it. And I don't think anybody should feel offended when one, one demographic is pushing the envelope and pushing their way through. You know, we've seen it with black people in general. We're seeing it with women. We're seeing it with Hispanics. We're seeing it with Asians. You know, you're gonna see it with gay and LGBTQ plus people as well. And you should not feel offended. Nobody is pushing anything because you can take your remote or your phone and click the shit to the next thing. Nobody is forcing you to watch. Nobody is forcing you to take part. You can't take your eyeballs off of Uncle Clifford mounting somebody's back. You can't take your eyes off of them. Sorry. And that's the question you should ask yourself. Why can't I take my eyes off of them? I can take my eyes off. I mean, right? Because and when you don't like something, you go to the next thing. Bitches. We live in a generation where we uh, we we actually support the things we don't like, and we don't even talk about or bring up the things that we do like. It's a weird space that we're in, and I think more people are intrigued by this relationship. There were a lot of people who were shocked and appalled. At Uncle Clifford getting his life in the last couple episodes. I, well, I, because I think that they're not seeing them as, I mean, I, again, I think that because it's challenging the the the, the story. The, the narrative. The, the narrative. Say, say it again. The narrative. It's challenging the one that's already been out about infeminate yep. game. Infeminate and so the idea is, is that when we, the, um, and, and I think that that's a good thing that we can be seen in different lights. I don't think that it's an, it's not um, an unfactual story. It is a true story. You know, there are a lot of. Right. But look at, look at the other. So the other part that I wanted to bring up is the other men that are involved in this love space mm -hmm. in some way. What a, so so I think what happened that um, there is, I think there's a social norm as to a, a social definition that uh, that we black men subscribe to. Um, and I think that that narrative is toxic a lot of times yes. because it puts them in a box and it makes, and what happens is, is that there is a lot in a conflict when they don't necessarily fit into that box. And so that's a lot of anger and a, a lot of torment um, um, in a torment within themselves as a result, because it doesn't, they don't actually fit into the definition that they, that has been placed on them. And so when they, then when they are acting outside of that, that, that definition, then you see a lot of this, um, acting out as a result. That's just what, the way I observe it. 
And I think that when you actually see a story such as this and you see the Uncle Cliffus and then you see the little murders, murders and the uh, little teaks and the other individuals, because even their um, um, the manager, the manager, you know, um, there is a, a degree of intimacy there that you sit back and you say, huh, you know, mm -hmm. and I think people are walking away is, is that it's making them question a lot of the things that they normally would have just passed about, passed up. You so know, I want, um, I want to give, I want to give people's real name. So Uncle Clifford is being played by Nico Anon. The other mm -hmm. character, Little Murder, is J. Alfonso Nicholson. And then the characters that we're now talking about are the the Woody character that's played by Bertman Williams. That's the manager character. And then I can't find the name of the other guy, the new love interest in the story. Um, I, I wanted to play with the two of them a little bit. Um, the, the, the gentleman that's a friend of Little Murder that gets out, and I can't find his name. On this case. Oh, his name is Zachariah Rogers. He plays uh, Pico. Is that his name? Am I looking about the same person? Yeah, I think he plays, he plays Pico. Is it Teak or Pico? Teak. Teak. So the character that's played by Teak, um, well, Teak, the character, um, his storyline is, like you said, is a little bit more controversial because it's a, it, it was thrown on us. He becomes the new love interest for, um, or actually the old love interest, what it seems like, for a little murder. Um, and that messed people up initially with this season because you first see a love scene between the two of them, a sex scene between the two of them. And it happens in such a, I want to say a real way, because it happens like that in real life where you, you don't know the origin of some of these people and then all of a sudden they pump it. Like in terms of what they're perceived to be. Um, and then the manager character, me and Blue talked about this the other night. Like I, I saw him as somebody who I think down the line, they're gonna expose his love for a little murder. That's just my opinion. I think at some point that's gonna be exposed. But you're seeing people who, and I think people are mad because they just, it feels like everybody will be gay. Like every, everybody will get a chance for Uncle Clifford and Lil Murder. And that's what it feels like. That, that's what I, I perceive people thinking about because I don't think that's just what it looks like because it's just as many straight male characters in this as it is gay characters. Or I think, again, I think, and, I, and honestly, I believe that um, there probably are the same. There are just as many females that are uncomfortable with the the, the intimacy between right. the two men. And I think that um, a lot of times, I think that I think even without the sex being there, I think that their ability to be intimate with one another would make individuals uncomfortable. Mm. Um, fact that there it, it goes beyond this the normal um you know um macho you know play basketball superficial look at women objectify women type situation it goes beyond that and i think that um anything when that when men are seen in uh an emotional light 
thing, being emotional with one another that makes individuals uncomfortable because I don't believe that people believe men can be that way. And they are. Or should be that way. Or should be that way. Mm-hmm. And, so I think that, and I think that this is um, giving men an opportunity to explore that, that aspect of themselves. I think we see women, um, I think women have been given an opportunity where though they can step up to the plate and they can show themselves as being, you know, assertive and, you know, um, in roles where they're a dominant personality, a dominant in, in a relationship, dominant in um, society. And I think that men have been placed in a position where they always have to be this way and they are never seen as being, you know, emotional individuals or um, sensitive. And I think that this is this story gives uh, an opportunity for them to capture that aspect. It's done, of- it's done in layers. It's not just the emotional character, the non-emotional. It's, it's done with layers and backstory and just a sense of just it's how it should be done. Not every story should needs to be like a P-Valley, but I think we are now in a space where we need to see layers you know, we're, we're not two-dimensional or one-dimensional people. We are three-dimensional, sometimes four-dimensional characters. And we have to be start, we have to push the envelope and allow ourselves to be seen in ways that make us uncomfortable. We have to be uh, transparent when things are so truthful or things hurt. Or, and we need to start answering those questions as to why it hurts. Why is Uncle, Uncle Clifford unacceptable in your eyes yet a little murder is? You know, why, why is that? Why, why does somebody have to shrink to be seen? I think, I think honestly, the reality is, is that an Uncle, Clifford, uh, Uncle Clifford may be looked at with disdain, but I think he would be accepted more so than a little murder. Because I think that there is, at least they can see little murder. See coming, yeah. Right. They, but is that I, is that same? But Uncle Clifford, they can't. Both speak. ways though, it's both. So I'm more comfortable with a little murder because I don't want to see that shit. But I'm more comfortable with Uncle Clifford because I can see you coming and I can box you into that image. So as I, we go ahead. I think, I think honestly, I think the reason why they were probably uncomfortable with a little murder is because a little murder will you start to question those individuals that you will be attracted to because you could clearly, I think that, you know, that for me, and it's just, I mean, me looking at little murder, I could see females being attracted to it. And I could see them questioning themselves as a result, because it's like, okay, you know, here it is, this guy that's attractive and he clearly is attracted to females, but he has this attraction to uncle Clifford and it's an intimate space. It's a very intimate space. And you can see that he wants to be there. And so it's like, you know, um, I think that that individual, when you see him, you see your uncles, you see your brother, you see your cousins, you see, you know, the homie down the street that plays basketball really well. But, you know, you start to question those individuals that you think you know, and you say, hmm, but do I know them that well? So I think that makes me uncomfortable because them is saying this, this is a... You know what I mean? I think that that's what makes them so uncomfortable with that character. Whereas me, when you see me, they don't think that I like females. They see me, they be like, oh, that's... They was that that's a drink queen right here. That, you know, we know... I wouldn't even have thought that about you. 
we know you like penis. We could tell. <laughs> you probably well, got I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> they don't ever think, oh, you know what? You absolutely, you love females. You love the female body. You go ahead. You probably have children. They don't ever mistake and think that I have kids. They don't ever think well, that. If, they I mean, it, it may, I mean, it confuses people because the button up with the turban and the earrings, it's just fucking everything up. There's so many different directions you're going in right now. So <laughs> First of all, you tell you something. Let me tell you, say something. I am diverse. I can go into I can, I can put on my dashiki. I can put on um, my hoochie mama and hoochie daddy yes. shorts and walk yes. up and down the street during yes. the day. Um, now, I don't advise everybody to do that. You definitely have to have some confidence to do that. And you or have a thick to... arm, like you said, a thick arm like you got. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And but you as, got... we, as, we, as we close out, uh, and Amani, I want you to answer the question as well. If, well, I'm not going to say if, because there's definitely going to be a season three of P-Valley. How would you like to see the show open up in... Uh, and you haven't really seen the show, but we talked about it a little bit. How would you like to see them continue the story in season three? Well, one thing for no, not me. Your that. mic is off, Monty. Monty, your mic is off. Your mic is off. Is he just gonna keep talking? Got all them damn computer screens in front of me. I don't know which one to click. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> Shut up, me. Um, I, 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 cause because I haven't watched season two yet. You know, a lot of people were saying in the beginning of this season that they weren't following basically with the same story from last season. So I, I'm, I'm guessing it that eventually it, it was a little bit of a jump. It. Right. It was a little bit of a. It was a little bit of a jump because the first season ended as the pandemic was starting mm -hmm. and then they had to jump okay so they basically and, made the time frame more present yeah so okay. what happened in season one they ended with it was called murder night mm -hmm. where somebody was killed and all the things transpired where the ownership of the club happened and right mayor died and all those things happened so they they had to sum up the story in a way one because they didn't have some of the characters didn't come back. Mm, gotcha. uh, so they had to continue the story from in the pandemic. And so things changed a little bit. So it, it was a bit of a jump, but they refer back to that last episode. Oh, okay. I just did. I mean, that's all I want. I just hopefully mm -hmm. that it, you know, it, it remains. It connects, but it continuity. is. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it connects, but it is because they refer back to it so much. So that connects us back to. I know, because that's the interesting thing is that I'm going to have to let watch the last two episodes of season one and then go into season two, because that's why. Oh, you know. So look at so season two is the pandemic. It's the the whole. They took the route of not ignoring that there was a pandemic. Okay. Putting the pandemic in the storyline. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, that's my mission. And how would you want them to continue on with season three? I gotta watch season two before I say that. So that's, okay. Uh, well, Blue, how would you like to see season three jump off? Um, I think that I think that they, they need to pick off where they left off with with, with this season. Honestly, I think that the story uh, with Mississippi, I mean, I want to see that evolve. Um, uh -huh. 
I want to see the, I, I think the backstory, the mom, uh, Mercedes' mom, her relationship, the, um, the dad relationship, that familiar relationship that needs to- And her I daughter, to see what the decision was. I do want to see that evolve. I want to see that come out. Um, yeah. I want to see um, Autumn's story. I think that I want to see the backstory because there I'm is- I'm a little a, dumb of her. I'm um, sorry. But her connection, I think the guy, um, the, the um, what is it, Diamonds, the girl that's date, what is it? Um, what's her name? Body or something like that. Um, yeah. There, there is a connection there, and I want to see that play out. And I think that this is a story that it can, it can, it can go on and on. And I like that. And I would, it'll, it'll still hold me. I won't get bored. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I think that that I, I would like for them to keep the story evolving. I think that um, Clifford and um, I don't want their relationship to become campy. I don't want it to be, uh, I still want that tension there because I think that that's what made it real is, is that there was that conflict with Little Murder and Uncle Clifford because there's this, you know, they both have this, who am I? Because um, Uncle Clifford still doesn't really define himself. You get right. what I'm saying? And so I think that that speaks to- He did, to, he threw it back at him. Right, so I think that that spoke to the fact that he himself is conflicted in who he is. You right. know what I mean? And so I think that that's a good element to really play on and that storytelling. And I think that they need to keep that tension there. Um, and I also believe that, you know, um, adding, I think that adding the little T character was really good um, because that, shook, that spoke to a lot. Even I, think, I think like many people, we were waiting to see a three-way, a throuple. We thought no, the I first throuple was going to be seen. I thought that would have been, I think that would have been, to me, that would have been candy. I think they're having it would, it would, uh, it, I mean, not even that it was acceptable amongst the three of them, but it just naturally was happening. You know, I, I just was expecting for that to unfold and unravel itself. Um, I, uh, the last thing for me, I want to, I like the way, so Loretta Devine's character is in limbo right now. We don't know what's going to happen, but the mother of Uncle Clifford as a spirit comes into this. So I like the idea of playing with flashbacks in the spirit world and having them be like spirit guides that we see. I, I like the supernatural this being brought into question. it. But I'm yeah. Well, y'all bring Ratchet Fridays back with the whole squad, Blue Waters and Nate. So I guess he's talking about cocktail social. Yes. Yes. And, and whoever that is, this is this person out of the country. Say yes or no, because then I'll know how to respond to this. Set a J. Set a J. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so to the person so, that I know who this is, um, Blue may be coming back soon. Yes. So the to answer that question. It is, and then uh, the cocktail social is coming back. Um, it was, it I had to take care of some personal stuff and revamp some financial stuff and also tweak the show because I think that the way I, th me personally, I just believe that um, I just, I had to revamp it a little bit, but it is definitely coming back. I mean, uh, yes, I did have to do a little, uh, um, I had to I'm raise. I had to raise some funds. 
I just knew he was going to switch over when I was doing that. He was, he was, he was exercising his neck muscles. Yes, and you know, and as you can see. Oh, I know you better than that. I already said it. I'm not going to do it no more. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, I'm definitely coming back. I went on hiatus, but you know, I'm I'm coming back. Marty knows it. I do. Okay. See, <laughs> the mother knows. So, is, so I mean, I'm I'm really excited. Um, a lot is happening. A lot is transpired. A lot of change. As we just finished talking about, a lot of change is happening. And I'm embracing it. Typically, I don't do change well, um, but I'm learning to not go with the flow, but go with the current and just, you know, structure myself and anchor myself so I'm not just flapping out in the wind. A lot of uh, a lot of aqua metaphors going on right here. But just realizing just change is happening. And just look out for the artist exchange. Look out for Blue Waters and Cocktail Socials. Look out for Big Exposed in general. Look out for Big Exposed and talk lately because he got he he got ponytails now. His ponytail got hang time now. So uh, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything <laughs> is possible. We absolutely enjoy you for joining us this evening for on the cocktail social. Um, I am your host. I'm just gonna steal my shit. I'm sending you a bill. I'm your host, Um, that is my co-host, <laughs> Mick Hauser, um, from the Artist Exchange. Everybody try to push me to the back, but I'm my light shines like my forehead right now. It's too shiny. I get it. You wanna you wanna diminish the light a little bit? I get it. So it don't hurt so much. I got you. I got you. Join us next week at 5 p.m. for another episode of a I think I'm gonna be busy. <laughs> but again, peace out, people. Don't forget to get your tickets to Baltimore Fashion Week, specifically the off the rack, but you definitely can come. The show starts on August the 13th with the the Impact Award Masquerade Gala. I said that backwards, but get your tickets on the 13th. On the 15th, there's an event, uh, a number of events. So go to the fashionumbrella.org or you can go to my page, Sharon Nixon page, the shows at Baltimore Fashion Week. Get your ticket. I'm telling you, on the 15th, I've been working very hard. I got a whole stack of shit sitting right here uh, that just came in the mail, and I'm, I'm excited. I have to pee right now, so peace out, people. Good night. Au revoir. Yeah.